welcome to Follow, a Latter-day Saint Scripture Poetry Podcast. My name is Mary Jane Rice. Thank you for joining me today. The reading this week is First and Second Thessalonians. The poem I'm sharing today was inspired by Paul's counsel to the church in Thessalonica to watch for the signs of Christ's return as recorded in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. If you'd like to read along, you can find this poem on my website at maryjanerice.com. Let's begin. Children of Light Routine is good for children. Feasts to keep, seasons to celebrate, signs to seek. They eat, drink, rejoice at all the proper times, and sleep securely. But we are grown. We struggle to prove all things, to tell between boundaries of letter and spirit. We remember anxious, determined Peter in the garden, unable to watch for a single hour. We toss and turn in our beds, restless as we wait for a thief in the night. This poem was in part inspired by 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 2, where Paul says that the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. What might that mean? Maybe that the day Jesus returns will be unexpected, or it will come at an inconvenient time, or it will fall in a way that is dangerous for the unprepared. Paul counseled the early Christians to watch for that day in soberness, to not metaphorically sleep or be drunken so that they would miss signs of the Lord's coming. In contrast to this image of a thief in the night, in verse 5, Paul says of the saints, Ye are the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. So in the poem, I kind of played with this contrast of night and day, children and a thief. Children benefit from the security of regular rules and clear boundaries. And as children of God, we can recognize a lot of those things in the structures of the church and Jesus's gospel that provide clarity and safety. But even as children, we are expected as we grow up to grapple with more complex situations where it might not be clear to us what we should do. Even Jesus's own hand-selected disciples, whom he taught face to face, had to struggle and fail to learn the hard lessons necessary for their progression. I'll share some more personal thoughts about what inspired the unsettled feelings of this poem. As I grow older, I often feel troubled or insecure, wondering why certain hardships in my life or difficulties with family members never never seem to resolve. I try to look for signs of God's love, but sometimes it seems like my worries overwhelm my attempts to feel gratitude. This, I think, is the nature of being human. We have a bias toward quickly forgetting the positive and overemphasizing the negative. But for me, it also represents that sometimes I doubt my ability to discern what God would have me do. In a sense, I'm watching for those signs of his coming into my life, but I am feeling less like a trusting child who sees the signs he sends to me and more like an anxious adult tossing and turning in my bed and worrying about everything that could go wrong. On sort of a tangent, um, I had a recent experience that captures my feelings of internal internal unsettledness. I have an author page on Facebook, which I have talked about here, 
and I use that to promote my poetry and post notices for this podcast. I've done a lot of paid promotions for Grace Like Water from this page, and I can't remember ever receiving harassment or negative comments about any of my New Testament poetry. I was surprised by this, but encouraged that I was treated with tolerance on a public social media website. Just recently, however, I published my second book of poetry titled Out of the Dust, which was inspired by my study of the Book of Mormon. On the first day of the first paid promotion that I did for this, I got several negative comments from people objecting to or making fun of my religious beliefs. This time, I was surprised in the opposite way. On a venue where I had been treated with respect as a generic Christian, I was now mocked for being a particular kind of Christian. It's not that reading those comments made me want to give up or change who I was or what I believed, but it hurt my heart. It reminded me of times during my mission as a young woman in Washington, D.C., how sometimes people didn't think of me as being a fellow human, but just reacted to what they thought I represented. It made me consider more deeply what it means to love my neighbor and even my enemy. It was not anywhere near the same sort of persecution that the early saints endured, but it it does help me understand a little better the level of commitment that Paul was asking of these new converts to be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet to the hope of salvation. He tried to encourage them during their own unsettled times, assuring them that they were indeed children of light, even though they didn't feel like it, and that they could be prepared for Christ when he returned, even though the night seemed very long. Now I'll read the poem for you again. Children of Light Routine is good for children. Feasts to keep, seasons to celebrate, signs to seek. They eat, drink, rejoice at all the proper times, and sleep securely. But we are grown. We struggle to prove all things, to tell between boundaries of letter and spirit. We remember anxious, determined Peter in the garden, unable to watch for a single hour. We toss and turn in our beds, restless as we wait for a thief in the night. That's all for today. You can find more of my poetry at facebook.com slash Latter-day Saint Poetry or visit maryjanerice.com. That's M-E-R-R-I-J-A-N-E rice.com. My contact information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. May your time spent in the scriptures this week be rewarding.